This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about some of the normal things that we would be going through at this time of year. For instance, uh, the ski season would be coming to an end. Thoughts would be turning more to summer pursuits. And with that, with summer, with hotter temperatures, with drier temperatures there would inevitably come wildfire season. But with all the news about COVID-19 recently, we haven't really thought a lot about that. Well, the BC Wild Service, Wildfire Service has, and they are currently ramping up their training as the season approaches. But even they have had to change things up a little bit because of the coronavirus pandemic. Joining us now to talk more about that is Jody Lucius, who's a spokesperson with the BC Wildfire Service. Jody, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. What kind of preparations would normally be going on at this time of year? Uh, So this time of year is normally quite busy for us. Uh, We do have our crew starting to return, and uh, so there is a a significant requirement for training. Um, Our fitness testing usually happens around this time of year, different things like that. So it is normally quite a busy time as we lead up to the season. And so how is that different this year? Well, there's a few things that we're doing. Um, Obviously, our number one uh, priority right now is uh, the health and safety of our crews and all of our staff members. And so we're looking at developing protocols related to physical distancing and taking other precautions. Um, Some of those include things like uh, we canceled our new recruit boot camps this year. So those um, normally would involve about 200 uh, new firefighter recruits coming to a central location in Merritt, staying for a week, getting a bunch of training, and then being placed into positions across the province. This year, we've had to do that a little bit differently. And so instead of everybody coming into Merritt, where we felt like there was a, an increased risk of potential exposure, mm. um, they'll be training in their placement locations in smaller groups in those uh, various regions across the province. So um, changes like that are occurring almost on a daily basis, to be honest. Uh, boy, has recruitment changed at all? Do you still have the same number of people? That hasn't changed at all. So uh, most of our recruiting, other than a few uh, seasonal positions and, and, you know, regular turnover for full-time roles and things like that, most of our recruiting will have occurred uh, by now. So uh, people are coming in in the same numbers that we were expecting them to. And and it's more just now how do we get them ready to respond um, in a little bit different manner. Now, are there assessments that are done as well, Jody? like taking a look ahead at what the weather has been like over winter? How do things look for the summer? Yeah, so we always uh, are looking ahead, although it is challenging in any season to predict what the fire season is going to look like. Uh, we do get monthly seasonal outlooks from our predictive services team. So those include a bit of a look at the snowpack in the, across the province, as well as some other factors, um, the drought conditions, for example, going into the winter, things like that. Um, the most recent uh, versions of that that we have are from March, so we're just waiting for our April versions. Um But the challenging part for us is that things that uh, really contribute to wildfire, things like lightning, um, any sort of extended heat waves, when we get the rain, how frequently, that kind of thing, we can't predict that very far in advance. Unfortunately, no one can. And so it's still really challenging to see what that fire season might look like. But I guess we can tell by the snowpack, how dry the ground is. Like, what was the snowpack like this year? Yeah, so we've had above average snowpack in most of the province. That's good. Um, yeah, it is good, um, although, you know, that leads to concerns over flooding right. as well. And I'm, I'm no expert in that, but uh, we are also uh, preparing our crews should they be needed to support flooding. And so how will all of this play out? Like, are you planning for this pandemic situation to be continuing into those summer months? We certainly are. So we're... Um, 
you know, based on what we're hearing from the public health officers, as well as, uh, you know, our own look into our crews and whatnot. Um, we've implemented things like a tracking system for our staff, for example, that basically will give us a snapshot of who's available, um, maybe who's working from home for various reasons, um, whether we have exposure within um, our own employees, uh, that type of thing, so that we are really focused on addressing those issues if they come up early rather than kind of having to be reactive to them. Is it challenging when you're talking about the training of the 200 new recruits? Are they doing them sort of in their own communities at this point? So they'll be done in the locations where they're placed. So um, basically that could be at any one of our um, locations across the province. So for a lot of folks, that won't be their home location, but it will be the location that they call home for the summer. Right. Okay. This Boy, this is a real challenging summer, as if you guys haven't had a, a, enough of those in the last four or five years. It's true. It adds a new, uh, a new dimension to it, for sure. But I think uh, we've created what we've called an adaptation and continuity team, and uh, we've divided that into four different groups, and they're all kind of focused on different areas of our business in order to assess the, the increased risk of exposure and what that means for our business. And so I think we're, we're positioning ourselves well to be able to respond. But of course, um, it is unknown for everybody. So it's, it's a challenge. I'll bet it is. Okay. Now, last year, Jody, it didn't seem like it was that bad of a wildfire year. Yeah, we, we got pretty lucky last year, I would say, in that the weather cooperated with us and we had um, you know, a fair amount of rain kind of spread across the season, which really helped to keep that wildfire activity low. So uh, very much appreciate that after a couple of busy seasons before that. And so what do you look for in the month of in the months of like April and May? Um, you know, for us, it can be a little bit busier for wildfires in the south. Um, we do tend to see uh, some drying. And of course, there's lots of dead grass and things on the ground. And so it can, um, as those valley bottoms dry out and whatnot, can be a bit of a busier month for uh, wildfires, and then we tend to see a bit of a decline when things start to green up. Uh, the The landscape is just less susceptible to fire, and then we go back into kind of a busier season come the heat of, of the summer in July, August, September. Well, well, Jody, we know a lot of people are home right now, right, because yeah. they don't have much of a choice. Is there anything they can do, especially if they live in kind of these wildfire-prone areas, is there anything they can do to help out, to help mitigate this perhaps this summer? Yeah, there most definitely is. So um, the biggest thing people can do is follow the FireSmart principles. So on the FireSmart BC website, um, there's a ton of information about things you can do, but it's it's as simple as looking at the building materials that you're using if you're putting up a new fence, for example, rather than using a highly flammable wood product, maybe there's something else. Um, the vegetation that you choose, uh, there's some vegetation like cedars that are quite susceptible to fire and then other uh, vegetation that can actually help to slow fire down. So things like that, um, you know, keeping your gutters clean of, of those dead leaves and your yard clean of um, woody debris and things. Um, lots of different things that you can do that are, are relatively inexpensive and uh, and a perfect time of year to do it as you're doing spring cleanup around the yard. Oh, no kidding, because we have a lot of that on our list right now, right? <laughs> we all do, right? <laughs> yes. You do it kind of with a a fire smart lens on it, then we can make it that much more effective. All right, let's get that message out there. Jody, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That is Jody Lucius, who's a spokesperson with BC Wildfire Service. Uh, wildfire season, I know, is not that far ahead of us. They are already in their preparations. Last year, they caught a bit of a break. The weather cooperated, but of course, we know the previous two years had been 
terrible for wildfires. So you heard her say it. There are things that you can do. So if you are stuck at home and if you live in that kind of wildfire prone area, if you go to their FireSmart website, you can see the tips that they have to kind of clear up the brush around your house, anything that might be dry and, you know, tinder, that kind of thing. So clean all of that up. But they are closely watching uh, what the weather is going to be like over the next little while and preparing because COVID-19 is even impacting wildfire season right now.